Welcome to Hillside Diet. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hills I Die On. Today is the very best day on the pod because today I've finally coerced one of my favorite humans to join me here. He is an actor slash writer slash comedian for shows such as Loot, Miracle Workers, and AP Bio. He's also just a true joy and I'm so excited he could finally squeeze me in. Please welcome to the podcast, Zeke Nicholson. Hello. Yes, it's me. You know, more successful and busier than Mike Schur, I would say. Um, <laughs> significantly harder to book. See, Can I just tell you, you are you significantly know? harder. And what do you know? I, Mike, thank you. Thank you for doing this. We love you with all our heart. Zeke, What? you're the most employed man in Hollywood. They, you make Mike look like he's panhandling that's for right. shows with Ted Danson. Yeah, 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 definitely. I wish I was kidding. That's my whole goal is to just, you know, make Mike Schur feel like he's not working hard enough. You're, I mean, uh, someone has to. Someone, someone has to. Has to, and honestly, I wouldn't put it past you. I've been trying to get you here for years. Oh my gosh, years! I had a lot of trouble deciding what my hill was going to be. I think oh, that fair. was like part of the reason that part of the reason for the delay. But fair, you know, fair, we fair. got it. We're here. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, are you officially wrapped on loot season two? We're done. Yes, they're they're finishing filming. But yes, I'm. Oh, not. you're not riding it through the end of filming. No, no, you no, just no, had no, to no. add a little extra. Just had to add a little extra. Yeah, nice, but nice. um. It's For those done. of you who don't know, Zeke is a writer on Loot. He That's added right. a little extra because he took some time off because he's also an actor. That's right. And yeah. what did you act in? I was doing this little freeform show called While You Were Breeding out question mark question mark may 2023 oh i thought you said question mark question mark may 22nd oh no 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 <laughs> Great. um yeah at some point Great. may june who knows who's in i it? never know um some wonderful actors uh chelsea fry uh katherine cohen oh, alice fun. hunter ricky yeah I, I played katherine cohen's husband which you was did? a real joy yeah that is a blast very funny we had a lot of fun tell me what she's um, like in person She's very funny. She's this is I said this to her in person, so I I don't think she would mind me saying this. But I was like, she's a very funny stand-up. You yeah, know, yeah, no, I'm such a fan. When you sometimes like stand-ups, you like never know how good of an actor they're gonna be. She's a very good actor. And I was sure. just like, I was like, you're a good actor. She's like, thank you. And I was like, no, I know, like, not that I was expecting you to be <laughs> that bad, was but such I a was, pretentious acting school I attitude. Know, but it like, you never know. <laughs> no, you know I what totally. I mean? Like, because you see, yeah. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. like, you can be you on stage nicely, but you cannot That's deliver it. It's a lines. Whole slightly different skill set. Yeah. And uh very I was like, different. she's over here like crying on command and shit. I was like, what is oh, this? Really? Yeah, she's amazing. She's anyway. Oh, that's rad. I love hearing um, that. Yeah. That's delightful. a fun lineup. Um how you doing? I mean, I know a little bit, but thanks for asking. In the podcast version, I love, I love when the guest takes over. Ask me the questions. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. It's too weird. It's a bit like therapy, where I'm like, I feel uncomfortable if the conversation's too one sided. One thousand yeah. percent. Also, recently, I think my therapist has been going through it. She's like canceled more sessions than I have. Oh no! So I finally saw her in person, and it fully started with me being like. How's it going? Yeah. And it fully was her being like, um, busy. <laughs> and I was like, how are the kids? And she's yeah. like, yeah, why? And I was like, she, I was like, well, come on, I'll give you a full five minutes. Yeah. That's like 25 bucks out That's of my pocket. Great. Let's do it. And do you feel like it was helpful? No, no, I'm sure she felt deeply uncomfortable that I was asking. See, not to get off on a whole fucking thing here about therapy, but I, my therapy did not actually really get good 
until I started having access to my therapist's Interesting. life. Because it freaked me out to be talking to this person whose opinions I was never, or like life I was never really sure. sure about. And for her, so so we finally had to have a conversation where I was like, I need to not feel awkward when I'm like, how are you? Yeah. What's going on? And like, you don't, I, like, she was like, fine, perfect. Like, t- trust me to draw the boundaries about like what's appropriate yes. for me to tell you. How's your but, sex life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to know all that, right. but I need to be like, are you a human being? Because otherwise it's too weird. Totally. I, I will say I've been with Kelly for 10 years and she, Thank so you, I Kelly. definitely, oh yeah, big, big fan of Kelly. She's been really putting in the work for me. Um, she has definitely opened up, like I her husband's in the in the biz, so okay. that's always helpful. We like, love that. She'll talk about things like past staffing seasons. I know she like <sighs> had a little mental break yourself where she got out of the biz, started things. So those love things, that. I totally agree. Yeah. It's important for me to know. Yeah. Because if I'm going to tell you about my various mental breakies, and it. <laughs> it needs to be a symbiotic relationship. That's right. You can't hold all the all the power. Exactly. I gotta have some too. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, would you mind telling me what your hill is? Yes. So my hill, as currently framed, is that Francis Ha is white supremacy. <laughs> so annoying <laughs> it took him forever to come up with this one hill that would force me to play the part of no yes i am white woman this is not white supremacy look activism can look like any that's so things. true <laughs> i feel can i add some I, maybe what well, i'll let you steer the discussion but i would like to give Please. context for my relationship broadly to this i movie. would love that so i saw this movie when i was Francis is 27 in the movie. Yes. And I believe I was probably almost exa- 13 because we're I was the same age. 13, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I was also probably exactly like 25, 26, 27, somewhere in there. I went to see this movie by myself at the Arclight Hollywood, RIP, late afternoon. I was like, this movie, I was like, this seems cool. It feels artistic. Like, I think it's going to be right yeah. in my alley. And I went and I fucking hated it so bad <laughs> okay wait hold on 2013's 10 years ago so yeah you were younger if it was one, still in theaters oh you're right was it 2013 that it came yeah, out 2013 wow okay so i was even younger you're right so, i was 23 24 which it, i will say we were new-ish to la yes for me new to the scene when this came out yeah and it was kind of the first time well first of all for those of you who forgot most anything that happened before like 2020 uh francis ha is a topical film came out in 2013 <laughs> directed by uh noah bombach uh written by noah uh and his at the time new creative and related relationship partner hello greta gerwig uh and starring greta herself uh logline of the movie on wiki is francis ha is a story that follows a new york woman who doesn't really have an apartment she apprentices for a dance company although she's not really a dancer and throws herself headlong into her dreams <laughs> if that ain't white supremacy i don't know what is <laughs> listen I, I want I actually want you to I go forth. Now that we know what the movie is, go forth with your go forth. With your so take. I'm trying to it's interesting. I'm trying to figure out exactly like how to attack this take because I did I rewatched the film in order to be here today. Yes. I have to say, in all fairness, my my relationship to the film has changed over the last 10 interesting, years. Interesting for better or for worse. I would say for better. Interesting. Yes. I, I was definitely I had a much le- and it's I'm a big in general like rereader, rewatcher. And I think it's a bit of maybe like an anxiety thing where I feel comfort like returning to things. And so there were certain inane choices in the movie that I had some comfort with, generally speaking, 
i.e. going to Paris in the middle for no reason. Uh, Greatest. That I knew was coming. And so I remember very distinctly watching that shit in the theater and being like, I'm going to fucking kill someone if she goes to <laughs> Paris. And then she just went to Paris and I was so furious. But this time around, I was like, I knew it was coming. I was able to sort of like lightly appreciate what its purpose was in the sure. film and the narrative a little bit more. I would say generally speaking also, I was like more in this day and age, more gracious about even but like making a movie is hard you know oh, i had no. some of that shit that's where you're gonna be if we're going that deep into the like making movies tricky yeah. critics should be nicer it's true. to know about he needs your he needs that's, you to do and that and that's so. that's what this take really needs to boil down to is that i think like we're jumping over a little bit but like it's not greta gerwig i think is actually good in this movie i think she's charming Great. in this movie Great. but i do not like noah bombach's point of view as a filmmaker generally speaking and that's really the white supremacy more than <laughs> than francis ha itself okay interesting so yeah. the real take is noah bombach <laughs> is, is white supremacist. <laughs> i'm never gonna work in this i was gonna again. say just what you quickly just went from being the most employed man in hollywood and i just want you to know noah i'm <laughs> Taylor's available, but I'm I am so not. Available, I am not. And um, I loved this film. Uh, I, okay. You love this film. Listen, I, I had a completely different, like I had the completely inverse experience as you. Interesting. And that when I saw it as a 23 year old yeah. in theaters, I was like, you know, she's 27. So yeah. it's like a little bit older than us, like a little aspirational. She's like going to try this thing. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I, I also think at the time, it, this was like peak Manic Pixie Dream Girl time, but it was during that little switch where Manic Pixie Dream Girls stopped servicing just male storytelling and yes. started getting to service their own stories, sure. which arguably Francis did. Yeah. So I felt like finally getting to see this woman who's like a little messy, who wants to pursue something, who might have to start to realize that that's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's okay that she's 27 and unmarried and doesn't have children and... Even though, even though that's something that is feels so hack now, in yeah. my opinion, because we've talked about it so much, like we've talked about this, like millennials, totally, um, to, like at nauseum. Yeah, back in the day, it felt fresh, and I related to it, and would argue that it's not white supremacy; it's white feminism. Okay, <laughs> which never the twain shall meet. Exactly, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. So I think this is important to say. Also, like what what my my big like fundamental like dna level criticism of the movie was when i saw it the first time around was that i felt like so this was like girls was also kind of at peak you know crank yeah, at this Speaking time too what right like, absolutely um but it's interesting like i have i think that girls actually is a much better version of that that you're talking about interesting and i, I would say well girls when did girls come out girls i think probably this i remember being I was definitely in LA when it came out. I remember the posters being on Sunset. Yeah, absolutely. And on the other end of the spectrum, but still similar characters, uh, New Girl was relatively new, new girl to the scene. New Girl as well, yes. And we are still getting that same like, ah, right. I also liked New Girl quite a bit. Um, 2012, it premiered in 2012. So yeah, so we're, peak, we're in Peak exact Girl season two. Yes. Things are getting... So the thing that I hated about Frances Ha was that I found her, at, again, at the time, to be very like, even though she wants to be a dancer, I just found her like, general directionless and aimlessness 
I found it really offensive that she was representing my generation, sure. my millennial generation, sure. right? And like, because I think, yes, you're at, it's like you and I and all of the other people who like did comedy went through some version of this life, right? Where we're like, in our early 20s, we're like figuring it out. You're yeah. bumping houses, you're moving around, whatever. But she just was so, I hated how wishy-washy she was about fucking everything and I just was never that person where like I just I just knew what I wanted to do and I was like dogged about it and so for this movie for some reason I was like this is not my fucking story so and I felt so offended by that even though obviously it's not my and story also, well, first, of all, first of all duh and I think that does speak to a larger issue of at the time especially and currently still but at the time we were only really showing one point of view um, however we also hadn't really shown the woman's point of view of until yeah. 10 years ago at the time too so now we're well you watch that movie and it's like a total cringe no of course this doesn't represent all of us no girls yeah. does not represent all of us no new girl does not represent all of us it represents a very you know uh, upper class experience of someone who seems to be you know entitled yeah. uh was told they were special growing up yes. and now wants more than they can have given the economy yes totally. <laughs> which is not all of us but was some of us and was definitely me yes so personally I it spoke to you i get yes, that i absolutely related to that film um but i i will say um, Francis, especially, um, oh, I, I would agree with you that she's wishy-washy. I first of all think it's amazing that at 23, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Yes. Because I absolutely did not. Yeah. I understand that I was like, maybe a little that not, I Mature. just felt like in general, the, the discourse, the cultural discourse about our generation yeah. was millennial malaise. And this was yes. the absolute sort of like representation of this in media and I just was like, I reject this. I reject this premise as being like, this is my dumb generation who goes to parties and Adam Driver's like, have you read this dumb thing? And yeah, like, and it was pretentious. And yeah. yeah, you know, it was a very elite, like went to East Coast, you know, went to Barnard type yeah. of attitude. But the, um, sorry, Barnard, that was such a- Drive <laughs> oh my by God, Barnard. I'm so sorry. Um, I take that back completely. Uh, everyone, there was just no <laughs> pretension at the University of Wisconsin Madison. <laughs> um, the, uh, what was I gonna say? The, First of all, Adam Driver making an appearance. I forgot. Completely I love Adam forgot. Driver. He and pops also in, Joel from like Mrs. Maisel. That's yes, the one I forgot. Yes, child Joel. And Willa from Succession. Yes. Who, by <laughs> the way, was a slam dunk scene. <laughs> I just sat next to at uh, a uh, breakfast in Highland Park. I was Incredible. with my friend Bridge. And this woman, we kept looking at her and we were like, first of all, is it Gwyneth? Oh like, it's like kind of looks a little bit like Gwyneth. It's yeah. not Gwyneth. She's sitting alone. She did ask us to watch her stuff. I was happy to do that. <gasps> only to realize that her big beautiful bag still had a giant <laughs> sales tag on it Did she and i was steal like it? brave <laughs> i don't gosh. i am not accusing zeke well, is accusing i am just saying it was a moment where willa i was like succession. i was like willa huh i was like look out gorgeous bag stealing. gorgeous out bag here, you heard it here first it wasn't it wasn't one of those white ones that like you had to get removed it was just like the uh, easily removable tag what do i know yeah. Willa probably is starting a trend okay. and i should follow suit but i thought i was like huh i think willa actually is appropriate for this because it's like succession how the question is how much of francis ha is self-aware about francis ha so i was at, that was actually the point I was going to make and then I lost my train of okay. thought. Sorry. Is that I actually think, and based on a glowing review it got from the New York Times. Of course. <laughs> 
whoop, whoops. Which I'm only going to use to further, um, you uh-huh. know, famously anti-white supremacist. Yeah, 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 great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Francis's circumstances often seem to be at war with her sense of entitlement. The idea, no doubt, carefully nurtured by sympathetic parents in progressive schools that her specialness makes her immune to failure. Uh, it's painful to watch the world challenging this view, even as it's also hard not to be on the side of the world. Uh, but the spirit of the film is more wry than punitive, and it is in the endless, um, in the end, less a satire or a cautionary tale than a bedtime story for a young adult. It will all work out. 27 is young. Francis will have the last laugh. And in and of itself, I felt self-aware. Oh my God, that's so gracious. That's such a gracious interpretation of what's occurring. <laughs> like the first, I wrote it down because it was too good. And this one, I'm okay, okay, I'm okay. down to say that this is like, there's some wink about this line, but truly the first like understandable line in the film is I tried to make a frittata, but it's really more of a scramble. And like, look, <laughs> fine, fine. That's cheeky. That's like, ha ha ha. But God, that is... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's 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 too much it's I love too it. far how much sleep have you lost over francis Han the last I, I really genuinely feel so i went to this is important i went to a a party big flex um not that long ago and the theme of the party was dress as something overrated and i showed up <laughs> in my regular clothes with a sign taped to my chest that just said noah bombach <laughs> and i feel great about that once again noah <laughs> once again it's noah it's not greta it's Noah. big distinction uh, yes but yeah so like the first two shots of the film <laughs> are the first one is her play slapping with her friend like they're slapping each other face and the next cut to is her friend sitting on a fence playing a ukulele while francis tap dances in front of her and i was just like <sighs> again i think you're just ahead of your time so because watching it now I, watching it now I, I will confess to you it took several sittings <laughs> and i was watching through my eyes going oh no because i was picturing you watching this and having it be like oh no like this is not how people behave again peak manic pixie dream girl I but i think without that i think without that era of movie we don't get a new age of movie where women are allowed to not be idiots. They're, they're allowed. Yeah. They're, it's like gone with, you know, after that was like girl boss and right. then we got to get rid of girl boss. And now we can just like be without right? Francis. Ha, we would not have gotten bridesmaids is what you're saying. I, yeah. Kind of. I mean, without I Francis, uh, out, sure. Without <laughs> Francis, how we certainly wouldn't have gotten Ladybird. So that's the thing. I think Ladybird is great. Oh my God. I was so yeah. worried because that no, no, no. would be great. I think Ladybird is great. Listen, um, I was going to say, I mean, it's important for you to know that like as a white woman, I'm programmed to, sure, to, to, to destroy that. anything that speaks ill of Greta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladybird is, is genuinely good. So let me read it again. Uh, I tried to make a scramble. No, I tried to make a frittata, but it turned <laughs> out really more of a scramble. So that as the like... I don't want to say that that's like the the line that's most representative, but that's a line where even with a generous interpretation of like, that's cheeky, compare that to Lena Dunham in the pilot of girls saying, I'm not necessarily the voice of my generation, but I am a voice of a generation. Like that's just a way better version of that same idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, very interesting. I'm genuinely mostly not against the like I'm trying to figure it out. I'm finding myself. I'm a white sure, woman. Sure. Like <laughs> but I just it's it's the there's a Bombachian elitism that like permeates certain points of the movie where I can feel him and I'm like it gets away from Greta's charm because it's like 
all of the shit with Adam Driver. As much as I love Adam Driver, I'm just like, shut up. Like, sure, 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 he's sure, just, sure. And it's, and I think that the problem is, is that like, and marriage story is the same way. It's like, he's like trying to be, he pretends like he has an ironic point of view on what he's presenting. But the reality is, is that it's just masturbatory because that is his own point, point of view. view. Genuinely. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Wow, I way mean, to land the plane. You, yeah, you did such a great job there. Really great job. Um, <laughs> That's points. Surprising. Points. Points for you. Uh, I real hard for me to argue. With you know, like, I will say, um, I obviously don't love when we give men um, the keyboard to write coming of age stories for for women. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I honestly was probably one of the few people who was frustrated by that with eighth grade, mm, even yeah. though the movie was fantastic. And I adore. What's his name? Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Yeah. I have so much that I know his name. <laughs> that, love that, him. That adore him. <laughs> um, I really do. And I think he's a yeah. genius and I love this thing. Funny. But I... I do think that when you do you, there, you, you can lose some authenticity yeah. and so, and it can become a little bit staged. And I think that's where manic pixie dream girls even come from yeah. is this idea of this fantasy girl. And Francis feels a lot like that. Whereas, you know, it, first of all, it's rare that people are using girls as the better example for anything. I know. Um, but I will say at the very least, um, it was written by a woman. This was her view of the world. Yes. So we can argue that it is no longer as, you know, the articles called it the voice of a generation right. because it's representative of the most minute group of privileged yes. coasters ever. However, it was written by a woman and therefore felt authentic to what it was. A hundred percent. And I, I can view girls through the prism of the time that it was like sure. intended to be viewed in. And I was like trying to do that with Francis Ha, which I think allowed for at times a more gracious view of yeah. it but i still there were certain things i was just like ah, there's better versions of this it, out there that came out around the same time that all came at the same interesting, time interesting yeah. interesting because I, I i will say i'm like not i'm the opposite of a film buff as you know i like feel like i know no culture before 2013 but I, I think those are two good points of other things that did it differently yeah and potentially better one thing that i do have to argue however is that um the ending scene of the movie mm, <laughs> with yeah. the mailbox i think did more for mailbox content than the 2006 classic romance film the lake house wow interesting. <laughs> because i remember watching that ending and gasping and thinking that is a movie that is a gentlemen. movie that is how you land the plane hell the yeah movie. and now of course watching it i'm like oh no but at the time i was like applauding and i was like i'm gonna write a screenplay and it's gonna have mailboxes interesting what was the oh no about this time around i think the whole thing feels so silly it yeah. feels so i also think there's something different watching a 27 year old try to find themselves when you're 22 is so different mm -hmm. than being a decade older yes. and watching that same thing and feeling like you you've done it. So I feel like now I had to cringe throughout. Cause I'm like, when you watch this girl being like, we're the same person. She's my best friend at a yeah. dinner party. You're like, grow up Greta. It's I also so think since funny. we, since we know Greta is yeah. an adult now and is thriving, seeing her in that yeah. position and in that role makes me get real cringy. Yeah. But I think at 22, I was absolutely that like best friends, chicks over dicks. Yeah, like, totally. And again, white feminism. I love <laughs> that we really, we kind of shipped past in the night and our points of view about all, like, I truly yes. feel like you're describing 
that's all the shit that I really felt when I was 23 watching this. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, I, I think up. I just like, felt, I, I felt a little bit of like internal shame yeah. for being or like wanting to be that girl. And that's internalized sexism, right? It's like, we, it's like, it's like this, oh, I want to be this manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. And then, you know, you grow up and you start to unpack things and you're like, oh, I never needed to be that no. clumsy skipping through New York version. That's I could right. just be a put together woman who does my job That's it. and, and has friends that she doesn't feel territorial of yep. and takes trips. What do you think? Um, why did she go to Paris? I think she literally had a breakdown at that dinner. Yeah. Got drunk, felt like she was leaving on a weird note and was like, I'd like to stay at your place now. Yeah. And then couldn't take it back. <laughs> It's and still, so she went. I remember hating that so much the first yeah. time through. And this time I was like at least amused by the fact that the jet lag made her sleep through the 36 yes, hours that she yes. was there. But I still don't know that it made sense, even in Francis's like mania. Like it just was such a swing. And I wonder if it was just based on something real, but I just don't feel like it quite was bought. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I That part bothered me less than a, a, any scene with her best friend, I think. Yeah. I think the friendship felt so juvenile at times that I've watched it with just like a little bit of a cringe. Yeah. But again, at the time, I was all about that. You were all about it. I was I, like, that's me and my best friends. We're together yeah, forever. That's so funny. Yeah. I had a, a thing that is like, you know how when they're like trying to solve crimes, like they'll they'll talk to people and and you're like oh you're an unreliable witness because you like have false memories that you're 100% sure are real yes i had there was <laughs> like and i've hated this movie for a decade like i had like a false flag i don't know if that's correct but i had a false memory of a shot in this movie that did not exist what it was and it was in paris i was convinced that there was a a scene where Francis is like on one of those boats that travel up the uh is it the Seine that runs yep. through Paris <laughs> and in front of the Eiffel Tower as the like the flash bulbs go off on the Eiffel Tower and she looks at it and like despite this like miserable trip she does have this moment of wonder that is not a shot no. that is existing <laughs> I, have, like, I can see it might so clearly in, in my like, mind. I can see it so clearly in my mind. Well, I have it to does know, not exist. Is it Passport to Paris? Maybe it's from a movie. Is it? Yeah. Who knows? That's, um, it's got to be an A movie. It's got to be an A That's movie. Hysterical. Yeah, but I was like, one, I can see it truly as I'm sitting here right now. I can see it so clearly. You, okay, wait, you can see it. And to you, does that feel like white supremacy? That That, <laughs> that it has incepted its way into yes. my brain? I don't even or know. Or that scene. So I like, guess Were so. you equating that scene? Maybe. Like, did that scene make you feel rage and then you had to realize oh that scene doesn't yeah exist. that scene made that that scene definitely made me feel rage <laughs> and i guess like uh yeah that was my uh white culture finds its way into your brain <laughs> trying not to you tell me when you want my ultimate rebuttal as to why this film I, is white. i want it, you I want want it right oh my now? god yeah i want okay. I, I love hearing here it is exactly why here it is oh my god and i can't wait to <laughs> this is this is unimpeachable it. evidence oh, no. okay there are Four people of color in this entire movie that have lines. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I wrote the timestamps down. I, I listen. I went through the Rotten Tomatoes to see how many people of color reviewed it because <laughs> I was like ninety three percent. Ooh, yeah. two. Forty two ten. The first black person with a line is a friend from home who I actually think is a real friend from home, but he's framed in such a way that we can't see his face, uh, and it's, <laughs> it happens in a montage. So there's music over it, and you can't. Under, it's unintelligible. <laughs> 
Great, good. I, uh, I, oh, yeah, an hour and six minutes, she's at Vassar doing her theater thing. And a half Japanese guy's like, hey, I'm half Japanese. Can I use the computer? <laughs> <laughs> a minute later, Famous line. <laughs> a Latino security guard says, hey, you can't smoke here. And then at 1.15, there's a black woman theater manager who says, uh, yeah, whatever. You got to be out of here by like seven. <laughs> and her, her character title is theater manager. So... <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the movie God, right there. God. And I just like I think it's a failure. I went to a, a Williams College, which is a version of NYU where yes. I think she went like I I know these girls. I went to school with these girls. Yeah. And even so, like each of them has one friend of color. <laughs> one. Those lengthy party scenes, multiple party scenes. And there wasn't even like a token. <laughs> Motherfucker there that had one line it was just like it, that is like willful that is that takes a degree of intentionality Effort. that is honestly incredible well, it's new york city which is famously <laughs> the least diverse city yeah. in the world famously famously not a uh, melting pot no um, but as they say the anti-melting yeah, pot yeah 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 um but yeah that's really it that's the number one yeah uh, look once again <laughs> <laughs> I will not argue oh, that. Fair with enough. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I. I was. I. You know. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Obviously. And so then I was like, let's see. What can I do? Looking into like <laughs> looking into seeing who made the film. We Maybe okay. we're great on set. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't find anything promising. Okay. Tough. Didn't find any big. Uh, the film did earn eleven point three million dollars um, against a three million dollar budget. Yeah. Good pretty good. Um. What do you think that uh Noah could do with that eleven point three million dollars to make it uh <laughs> repair? <laughs> he could direct my movie. No. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> After all of this, this is one big begging scheme to get him to co-write. Um, uh, wait, I have an important Greta Gerwig related piece of Hollywood history. Yeah, I listen. I it, I hope it has something leading up to the Barbie movie because I, the trailer came out today. Flawless content. Um, Tell flawless. me you're excited for it. It looks good, and then I saw his fucking name on the. Fucking, I know. Um, I know. But it looks fun. I'm I'm in. I'll check it out. Um, I was supposed to audition for Lady Bird. No. For Greta Gerwig, and then she canceled our director session because she no. didn't fly in from New York. <gasps> This so, could have all been avoided, Greta. So this is personal. This <laughs> you should have started. You should have started with this is personal. I know. I should have. Wait. So that you made it far. What I, was the role? It was for the role of the teacher that Beanie Feldstein like has a bit of a crush on. Fun. Great. Yeah. And I think I probably did do a tape for it. But well, I was, obviously, if you're getting called in for a director's well, session. Well, it was like a straight to do. It was like a, a yeah, a casting director oh, that I had. Only. No, not offer only. Certainly <laughs> not. But it was like, I was, yeah, she was, they were going to bring me in for it. And I was like, ooh, cool. And then it never happened. And now? And now it took me a while to see Lady Bird, not even out of like a rejection, but I feel like I didn't see Lady Bird until a couple of years ago. And I was like, this is good. I do like this. Fair, fair, fair. Um, Again, not going to argue that it's not a mostly white movie. I actually think that it is uh, Francis Ha too. It oh, is, no, it's the, it's the prequel. To they're Francis very Ha. similar in a lot of ways. But for some reason, I, I, I think the like younger point of view of Francis, because I don't think no Bombach what maybe he produced it, but he wasn't really no, involved. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It had more, it lacked that dumb intellectual sort of quote unquote, like teeth that I think pops up randomly in Francis Ha 
and yes. it pervades all of his work. Yes. And so I felt like it Lady Bird maintained its sort of like innocent charm all I the way through. I completely agree. It didn't have the like Gilmore Girl back and forth so, so fast that yeah. nobody's speaking at a real cadence. Yeah. Followed by, yeah, just lots of jargon about old books. Yes, totally. I'm pro Lady Bird. And in fact, the the like part where she goes home to uh, Sacramento I must be shot in the Sacramento airport, which yeah. honestly I'm only familiar with from seeing the Sacramento airport in Lady Yeah, Bird. Yeah, which is when, when I saw that, I was obviously yeah. floored. I was like, oh, and, and those are her real parents. Those are her real back. parents, yeah. real friends from home. Like I'm 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 down for all of that. So interesting. A real real quick thing about the um the scripts that I forgot about, uh, but I want to point out. Yeah. Did you hear um I don't know, I, I'm fairly certain this is real. This is a non-fact check podcast. Great. But I did hear um back in the day, uh the actors on Francis Ha were actually not given a script until like day of because yeah. they wanted it to feel authentic. So I'm wondering how much of it was actually scripted and how much was improvised. Yeah. And if that changes the way you feel about the content that now it makes. Maybe, maybe it does. I mean, I do think that like the, in general, I think the dialogue is pretty good. Um, And I wonder if it's like, some of the the things that I really distasteful find distasteful about it are the things that were written down. The one that's the absolute worst is Joel, whatever that guy's name is, Joel Mazel. <laughs> Joel Mazel. Um, his runner about like undateable. applying to SNL. Well, undateable oh, is terrible. Oh god! But also like I'm writing a packet for SNL. I'm writing Gremlins three. That's just like I think that's the other thing with a movie is like, and maybe this is just the two of them doing this, but it's like. There, because maybe of that improvised <laughs> texture or whatever, so much of it feels real and like kind of cool. And then you get pulled out by moments like yes. that that are like quote unquote satirical, but just are are bad just bad. Are yeah. just bad. Yes. That and sucks. again, I of course rolled my eyes at that too because like it's the most stereotypical. Like I'm a writer writing skit. It's for so hacky. Like yes, and it was hacky then. Was too. it? Or are you just ahead no, of your time? No, I'm sure it was hacky then. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, I don't know. God. I probably thought it was great. <laughs> Joel oh, it's Maisel. so bad, Joel Maisel. Okay, my only other um, question for you yeah. is, or it's not really a question, but an argument, and it's that without Noah, we don't really have, without Francis Ha, we don't have Greta. Mm -hmm. And so if we love Greta and want Greta to thrive, unfortunately, we needed Francis Ha, which was Greta's first kind of hit movie See, that she had penned i think that that is the fucking patriarchy it's stuck in my head right now I, we don't need but we don't her, need him for her listen, she's good but enough back in the day you okay i agree obviously <laughs> obviously she's good up on her on her own yeah but back in the day you kind of needed someone to vouch for you and give you it. that chance and he gave her that chance she proved herself and Yes, yeah. I would like to believe that we would have Greta regardless, but we got her faster. Sure. And because of that, we get Greta only content. Yes. Now. Which and I'm pro. Yeah. Yes. That <laughs> yes, that's fair. I mean, he he did he provided the quote unquote legitimacy to allow whatever the financials uh yeah. investment. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I guess so. Okay, uh, also, I just think there's like a million people that could have done that without his like annoying yeah, yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> Were there at the time? We I don't know. Giving a lot of people the chance Who knows to what movies. the film finance market was looking uh, like at that time? Honestly, if you partner Greta with a Duplass brother, I'm in. Oh, hundred percent. And um, and I think you get the same result. Very interesting. I, I heard actually a good interview with her about ta where she was talking about her transition from being an actor to being like a director, and <laughs> I was like, 
she's cool. She got a good head on her shoulders. Really? I want to make it clear. It's not, I don't really have a problem with her. Would have been nice of you to come take the audition, Greta. However. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond, beyond her personal and searing rejection Water. of me as an actor. Yeah. Water uh, under the bridge. That's right. Um, have you seen the movie Greenberg? No. Which but she's also yes. in. She, she's in a couple others. <sighs> Bad. That is, that is 100 times worse than Francis Ha. Question. I, was that written by both of them or just Bombay? I don't know. Okay. Definitely directed by him. Yeah, for that sure. Is the biggest piece of shit of him. I what's it about even? Good question. What are all his movies about? Uh, yes, like okay. it's hard being white. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's Ben Stiller, who I'm pretty sure is playing a man on the spectrum, is like kind oh. of in a relationship with Greta Gerwig, who's like a slightly more adult version of Francis Ha, but he's like stunted and like lives in a back house <laughs> okay. and like so it's like so in this case it really is man like big suit dream girl. Um, yeah, set to service yes, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's sort of like just he, written and directed by Noah. Horrible, <laughs> absolutely Great. horrible. So we can say she makes him better. Yeah, she makes him better. She definitely does. Did you see White Noise, which is an incredible I title? I haven't for yet. A movie that well, he it's directed. based on the book. Oh. I know, I know. Fair, it's not fair, his fault. Fair. It's not his fault. But uh, I was like, when I saw, it, I was like, his next movie is he's directing something called White Noise, and Adam Driver is playing a professor of Hitler studies. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Out of here. Get out of here. Oh man. Oh, uh, listen, correct. That uh, didn't is... see it. I read the book to try to impress a boy <sighs> probably ten years ago. Didn't work. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> People Not say Squid and the Whale's good. I don't th- I don't think I've ever seen I it. I recently saw it. I again like I feel like i I'm delayed on all of my like filmography. Yeah. And of course everyone's like, Oh, you have to watch that. It's yeah. like someone telling me, Oh, you have to watch Manhattan and being oh. like, mm, yeah. Um but but I, I thought it was fine. Compared to Frances Ha. I, uh, again, uh, as a white woman, yeah. um, I related more to Frances Ha. Sure. So I liked it better. Yeah. But I, I think, if I remember correctly, who's, who stars in Squid of the Whale? It's... I feel like Zach Galifianakis is maybe in Am I insane? Oh, uh-huh. no, no. Um, Jeff, uh, I don't know. Directed by Noah Baumbach, nominated for Academy Award for Writing. How do you feel about that? <laughs> great. I love it. It's awesome. Okay, great. Um, really good. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah. That's right. Not memorable is what I would say. I don't now. think I've ever seen it, so I can't <sighs> comment. That's the, like, there was an SNL joke this week that was about how white Noah Baumbach is, and I felt a little bit... Um, <laughs> like bad I felt, spoofed. I felt like yeah it's like that thing that happens at once every three three years at the groundlings where they're like oh somebody was doing that character at the groundlings i was like i've had this point of view about no yes Bombach forever for yes. <laughs> was it the quint episode it was the quint it, episode okay, yeah great episode can i tell you uh, let me do the reverse i'll tell you some things that i liked about francis ha <laughs> this time around great okay so some things that i liked about francis ha i liked the ending i liked I like that there's that whole scene where her friend gets drunk and is like, I'm going to leave him. And then you just sort of cut to later on and she they're married. Yeah. Like, I, And I've already said this, but I think like that's the problem with it is like there are n- cool moments of realism, right? Like yes. that's a very real thing. Yeah, people I love are that. like, ah, uh, you know, they make these grand declarations while under the influence. And then like, that's not how life is. And yes. I love how realistic that is. I like that she sort of like takes the job. 
she transitions to choreography. You're like, maybe she'll end up with Joel Maisel, maybe not. It's a little unspoken. Like, I love all this just in case you get a callback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you're yes. called to work. You no, can no, point no. to this half of the plot. Um, listen, at the I've already burned the bridge uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> but Or are you just holding a fellow artist accountable? Yes. I can't wait to be like, I'm just going to do a no Bob Bach movie. You have to take that down, please. Um, <laughs> I will be plugging it every day. We'll be a Release every down. day i will be like once again zeke nicholson yep. starring in that's it uh, in, louder lights in wider noise <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i really liked that um i liked what else did i like again i said this already but i felt like the the paris thing i thought was like a little funnier the second time around because yeah, yeah, i knew yeah. it was coming and i wasn't so enraged by the nonsensical sure. choice so instead you were like ah oh, this is the part that made me mad yeah <laughs> i don't know if that means you liked the movie more or it was like a weird nostalgic I know. moment it's of- hard to tell i know i said i was going to be nice about it but i remember a thing also that enraged me at the time was it being in black and white how'd you feel about Listen, it this time i made it halfway through the movie before realizing it was in black and white yeah and then having a moment where i was like is something wrong with my tv <laughs> and that's how little i was paying attention okay if I I was like trying to do it and then I kept having to like <laughs> listen, we're packing we're moving Zeke I'm watching well, Francis Ha in the background like while I'm doing and, and then I'm diligently like, time stamping I mean, the time I, that the people of color show up <laughs> and then I was like is this intentional and I had to google it and I have actually been waiting for that to come up because I was like the fact that it's in black and white is such a choice it's so dumb it's such it's like so to me that screams early film school uh, yeah it's it's yeah. a sign of the times it's like now if you did it people would be like eye roll hack but at the time they were like oh and it's black and white like, i just feel like we it was stupider then. then we were I, just stupider i feel then. like you're not giving I us enough credit then. for how how dumb or smart we were at the time i i think i'm hoping everyone was as dumb as i was i remember thinking that was so unnecessarily hacky yeah. and i was did a 23 year old no Okay. I certainly did not. I had no opinion about like the technicals of it all. Yeah. But I just was like, this is so dumb and is not adding anything like. Oh, man. Yeah. Whimsy. But whimsy, but but kind of dumb whimsy. (laughs) Um, Listen, can't argue that. I just have to hope the majority. And I think I'm right in that I've watched. If you read all of the reviews from major outlets, yeah, they're as dumb as me. They all loved it. It was it was like a darling. They were like New New York as a character in the film. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So I think you're ahead of your time. Yeah, I guess so. not a white woman. Actually, you are. I am indeed. <laughs> Occasionally, I am. We love the team white women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, wait. Real quick, I want. I do want to talk about the Greta Noah dating. Did you know this like scandal? Did you? Yes. Okay. I again am stupid and don't know culture before 2013, so I yeah. was just googling it. I mean, so the story as as it's as I understand it yeah. is that he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee. And I actually don't know how he and Greta got sort of like hooked up in some, was she just, he basically was like, I'm working with this. She was in a movie. In a movie of his, with this younger actress. Yes. So I'm going to help sort of like produce and write and direct That I thing. think his wife has producer credit on or possibly co-writing credit. <laughs> That's so messed up. She was the original muse. Mm-hmm. This and is like 2010 yeah. when this is happening. Movie comes out in 2013. They're already together. Francis Hawk comes out in 2013. Yes. They're already together. Okay. 2010, he's still with his wife. Interesting. In that time, wife gets pregnant, files for divorce after the baby is eight months old, Ugh. and then they get together. Yeah. You know, some adultery was occurring. 
while his wife was pregnant. Yeah. Nah, but y'all love Noah Baumbach. He's a great <laughs> voice. He's a great dude. I, I mean, listen, two were complicit in this game, but it made me sad because I don't want to blame my girl Greta because I want her to keep getting listen, nominated for a director. She things. was in the mix. She, she was, was in the, in the mix. mix. She was 15 <sighs> years younger. Yeah. 20, younger than Francis Ha. Yeah. Making some decisions. There's something, there's like a shared DNA that the two of them, that Jennifer Jason Lee and Francis Howe have as well, that it's yeah. like, there's something a little like eerie, eerie about him, uh, just sort of like trading her in for the younger mom. For younger mom. <laughs> exactly. Um, Scott Rudin was a producer on this movie I, and he took a big old dive. And then was like, yeah. he used to come into MGM Isn't all the time. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he was a very bad boy for those that don't know, specifically in that kind of like assistant abuser capacity. Right. Like just crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have you know, we've been so removed from the assistant world. I would love to know if anything has changed. Yeah. Or if we're just doing lip service to that. But at the time. It was so normal to just be an open piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, it was pre me too leaving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it was like I had an I had a friend who was an assistant who was in charge of keeping a schedule for her like reality TV agents dates. Yeah. And cycling these three girls through a party and like assisting them out so that they wouldn't run into each other just so that the guy could be like, this is what my assistant's here for today. But I let her bring a friend and we were like, yeah, oh, fine. And I remember being like, this can't, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, bananas. And then, not that long ago. Not I mean, that 10 long ago. Years long, yeah. but short, right? Like, yeah, that's the crazy thing is like, there was a whole like, subsect of misconduct that was like sexual in nature and then a whole other section of it that was like not explicitly sexual but sort of like just um, abusive in like a completely yes. different crazy way yeah absolutely and, i mean yeah. there were ch chair throwing there was i had a woman a very famous woman drop a coffee in front of me and just go are you gonna get it <laughs> And when she got taken down in the Sony emails, I loved you felt it. Good. I like, <laughs> but it's just one of those things where you're just like, fuck what? I know. Like I'm a child. I'm doing the best I can. And I'm making $30,000 a year. Yeah. I do think that we're way out of left field here now, but like, it's, no, I think okay. it's funny that it's like, people are so, especially in Hollywood are very worried about like all that conversation sort of like happens behind closed doors. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, if that shit, like, happened to you like i'm not talking about the sort of like capital t trauma stuff but sure. just like people being bad and annoying and shitty like i don't mind i don't mind saying that zach braff fucking cursed me out at my old surfing yeah yeah yeah, job. yeah. Like, i mean i've talked about this regularly that at my first oh that's amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> what did yeah. you do wrong <laughs> i uh simply was trying to do my job and yeah. he was like what the fuck man kidding. Like, all right. yeah what a piece <laughs> of shit uh i my favorite i don't know if i've told this on the pod before probably but uh my old boss who's the old ceo of MGM um didn't like the Christmas music in Beverly yes, Hills. Yeah, I told yeah, you this, yeah, right? Sure. Oh yeah. And had me uh call the mayor. Mayor laughed in my face. Uh <laughs> after that, he had me in my little pencil skirt crawl under every Christmas tree in Beverly Hills and unplug the speakers. That is the greatest <laughs> story of all time. It's like it's like the weather. Like just <laughs> 
me all the Beverly Hills tourists like what the hell is happening and mommy like, why is that girl ruining yeah, the Christmas Grinch is like I know I was like this yeah oh boy that's so um, funny but, but that was just like one of my day you know what I mean like yeah. there's so much tears so much crying in the bathroom over what over like, what because yeah. the, the job does not require that no. I understand that there are times where you get stressed out of course and occasionally uh, whatever things go a little sideways and you're like i'm sorry i was short with you like yes but if you're a good person you're like i i'm gonna really not do that again i'm like i just there's ways to interact with the people that you work with that do not require that not level of vitriol imagine getting an apology from any of my past bosses That's when insane. i was an assistant right that is insane right and now it feels like if something like this were to happen it would be like it, you know, and again, I do think I got lucky for the most part and yeah. nothing too crazy happened to me. But like, yeah, just the human decency to acknowledge that like, hey, you caught me in a stressed out moment. Right. I snapped at you. Let's talk about how we can both do better in the future. Totally. Like, you know, tra while training your assistant while also yeah. not being a complete douche. What do you know? The bar is very low. We're going to be so good when we're when so snakes good. Goes if anyone wants to be my assistant, email me. <laughs> Available. OK, great. <laughs> The what position is currently uh, unpaid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, come on. $2. I know $2 how much you make. I know how much you make. on your screenplay. And, and it's going to take me like three months to anyway. get to it. Yeah. You owe me that anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, you've done a phenomenal job dying on this hill. Thank you. How are you, you. feeling? Um, I feel pretty good. It was. It's interesting. Like, you know, when you have takes about things that you're like, I feel like my entire personality is kind of like built on them. And sometimes it can be really hard to let them go. Uh -huh. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm letting Francis Hogg go, but it was interesting Aww. to like watch it and be like, well, maybe I just don't need my hatred towards this the same way I once did. For example, my current Healthy. version. Thank you. My current version is like, I've never seen a frame of Ted Lasso and I never will. And, and that's just like who I am now, you know? Is Ted Lasso white supremacy? Uh, I can't say. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay, okay. I can't say. <laughs> but you want to. I want to. But you want to, even um, though, yes. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, so I'm, it's not that I'm setting Frances free, but I guess I just have a better understanding of, like, why she existed in the first place than I did when I was 23. And if that's not growth, people, you know, I don't I know what that. is. I, you know, I, I was arguing from the get-go that you were ahead of your time, but I, yeah. I love to know that you were really put together together at the time and yet even for somebody who's known what he what he wanted who had a better idea of white supremacy than Lolo Taylor <laughs> there's still room for him to grow That's too right. there's still room for him to That's grow so and and become better as a person yeah and uh congratulations on releasing that thank um, you you're not the only person I know who feels that way about Ted Lasso yeah um but yes interesting uh that Ted Lasso does this it is it's a mostly white cast i think leads. it's um yeah and like i think the players are a little more diverse but again i haven't seen sure. it some people have that opinion on succession oh see at succession i'm glad you brought up like succession was one that i i had some uh resistance to as well initially just like kind of visually but boy i think it's good sorry like i think it 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 does what Bombach wishes he could do which is like it has which is make you forget that he's not casting yes 100 literally it, it, it's like it's so glaring that it's like i just think it's it's much smarter and much more incisive and it actually the satire is is just strong it's just like it's sure-handed enough that i forget about all the rest of it you know wow um wow. 
And I'm open to disagreement Which on that. Which in and of itself could also be white supremacy. Sure. That it forces you to look the other way. That's right. As it's happening. This is interesting. Interesting, <laughs> I'm interesting. going to make you yeah. hate one of your favorite shows. I'm so sorry. No, it's good. Um, yeah. Have you? Do, are you a Friends watcher? Yeah. It's interesting that Friends is like constantly, I feel like, a new point of discussion in this way Absolutely. particularly. And that, again, it's not showing all Friends. It's showing. Right. Yeah. But I don't like care about that. I'm Were like, you a friends watcher? Not really, okay. but I'm like, I'm not offended by friends' existence and sure. it, and its reflection of the time. Interesting. I'd like a list of things. Are you offended by Cheers? And that's reflection of the time. No, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, I would have to say any TV show or movie before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 2003. It's tough. It's true. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. One final thing that I think Please. is important about why why bomb box content rubs me the wrong way is that my mom is sleeping a, with him a, my mom <laughs> is sleeping with him yeah is a uh bard college professor mm. and i think like growing up a lot of my i was really surrounded by that sort of like liberal white elite kind of like discourse yeah and i think I just like, I don't even know. It's not like I'm like, he's not like he's representing a version where I'm like, that's not how it is. Maybe it just, it, I just don't like his take on it. And I can't even really clearly articulate like what it is, but it feels both. It just feels inauthentic that he actually judges it. Right. As opposed to feeling like he's a part of it and is like, I'm calling us out, but exactly. also aren't we kind of cool and special? Right. That's yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And so I just wish it's like I don't think his point of view like there's nothing authentically self-deprecating. That's right. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Greta Gerwig and parts of Francis Ha are really genuinely self-deprecating yeah. where it's like, oh, ha ha ha. Wasn't I dumb when I was whatever, 27? Yeah. Like, I just think he lacks that. Yeah. Or if he doesn't, then it's like it's not made clear through or, his work. Or, you know, I, I, I've i actually had this conversation recently with people about just the whole idea of like tongue in cheek and and things that are supposed to be seen as self-aware instead of just existing as they are. Yes. And I think when you can feel someone nudging to camera being like mm -hmm, like we all know this is a heightened sense of reality right it's something that like i again feel like we used to applaud but is now becoming super played out and yeah. we kind of just want to live in an authentic universe of people being who they are and yeah and i agree i think i mean and again i loved ladybird but like i think it did a really lovely job of like that high school weirdness of like wanting to be independent, yeah. but also, you know, and it wasn't like making fun of her or being like, we all used to be this girl. It's yeah. just letting her be who she is. Right. And in doing so, telling a great story, which honestly, eighth grade did too. I just wish I had written it. No, Lady Bird <laughs> is much better than eighth grade. Thank I you. couldn't tell you why, but it is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so listen, I love a coming of age tale and I don't need the tongue of cheek to get through it. Yeah, it's just distracting because it yeah. makes you feel like it just makes you feel like, well, are you actually showing me a portrayal of this world or are you not like it feels like something that comedians do as a tick to not get made fun of? Yes. Like, I feel like like even in just in conversation in our social sphere, it's this fear. It's this desire to get ahead of it anything that's wrong with you right by showing you that you're self-aware of it it's me making jokes about my tick on day one yeah and because I, even though some people are like never noticed like now it's just weird that you brought it up yeah right? but just to get ahead of it and in doing so can make it stranger sure. right yes. 
Do you feel like Joel Maisel is to that end is the avatar of Noah Baumbach in this movie? You thought he more so than Adam Driver. Driver. I mean, yes, I think he gives himself the more like relatable character yeah. because he definitely has more of like a medium arc than right. Adam. And that's why he's like, I'm the writer doing these hacky yes. things. Yeah. Like, and he's like, look at me, guys. I used to be like this. Can yeah, you believe it? And but I'm probably, so rich. Yeah. yeah. I think the more you try to make jokes about it, the less, the more you're pulled out of it. Like, yeah. As you said before. Totally. Last question. Please. How'd you feel about the senator like making out with a random guy at the college? Wait, what? <laughs> After she gets back from Paris, she goes up to Vassar where uh -huh. she went to college and she's like working at a theater or like dance camp as an RA yes, for the yes. summer. Uh -huh. she's and she's working the an event where she's like pouring wine and she ultimately oh, runs yes. into Sophie. Okay, yes. And then Sophie, but then there's yes. this whole other weird component where there's like a senator that she's following around, but the senator is like, oh, yes. Okay. Now I know. Okay. On a boy. Yes, yes, yes. It's very I, weird. Yes. Okay. You want to know the really problematic thing that happened in my head is I was picturing a male senator, a male senator and hello. I was like, what are you talking about? And forgot that the woman, she, the high profile woman that she was following around was in politics. Yes. <sighs> wow. Lots to unpack. There. Hello. Um, maybe this movie is making me regret okay it's not white supremacy it's patriarchy it's also patriarchy. listen what is white feminism if not a direct result of the patriarchy as well let's be very clear here um i mean i think i was packing during that but i also remember it be happening outside when she sees sophie for the first time and sophie's wasted and just being like what yeah what was the point of this it's very bizarre yeah it is really bizarre yeah i don't even really have an opinion on them on them but just was but i guess it's another one where it's like it's a slightly heightened reality about like, ha ha ha, like see what happens at these things. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, do I you think know. it's him being like, see older women can hook up with younger guys too. I <laughs> guess. Or it's like, man, everyone's shitty, aren't they? Like, right. It felt like the, the scene needed a game and he threw that into it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But it's like, I, I just think that like, those are the moments where it, it, it under they're the Mike sure invisible weakeners of the movie, you know, like, um, yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Wait, wait, what? I know. Yeah, and then I'll the, never work again. No, he will absolutely. Yeah, he says this as the second you get back to your email, you're gonna have 19 more job offers <laughs> that you're gonna reject, and I'm gonna beg for your scraps. Um, on that note, you've done a phenomenal job buying. <laughs> Thank on this you. Hill. I'm dead. Um, R.I.P. You. I mean, with that, any last words? Are you ready for your eulogy? Um, my final last word is that one of my coworkers is a black woman, and she also hates this movie for the exact same reasons, and. That makes me feel vindicated in my point of view. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I, I would also like to point out, I never said you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just am confessing uh -huh, that I liked a movie. Uh -huh. Why are you trying no, to take me down? <laughs> um, all right, I'm reading your eulogy. You're dead now. Great. <clears throat> We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Zeke Nicholson, who tragically died on the hill of Francis Ha is white supremacy. <laughs> Dick. Zeke is survived by a number of wonderful projects, including Loot Season 2, premiering late August 2023, as well as While You Were Breeding, which will be on Freeform in May. Uh, you cannot follow Zeke's legacy on Instagram or Twitter, but if you follow the other members of the improv group White Women, uh, you'll, you know, every so often get some proof of life, which I live for. Uh, Zeke, we're very grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace. R.I.P. me. R.I.P. you. <laughs> I went out as I lived. Oh? <laughs> Watching Francis Hall. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it killed me. It sent me to Greta. It was time. Greta, hire me. <laughs> We're available. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hills I Die On. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hills I Die On Podcast and on Twitter at Hills I Die On. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.